Hello and welcome to another episode of CryptoCast. I'm James Burney, a partner at Ghana Quote specializing in fintech and financial services. Today I'm delighted to be joined by Cindy Van Nieker, who is a founder of Amazi, a new fintech which automates and accelerates the corporate identity verification process using distributed ledger technology and network effects to address inefficiencies. Hi, Cindy. It's great to have you on. Hi, James. Thank you for having me. So it's interesting how you're, talk, you're tackling inefficiencies, inefficiencies in corporate identity verification process. But I think before we go further, it'd be helpful you just outlined what, what you see these inefficiencies as really being and how you think that they can be addressed. Well, yeah, um, that's a good point. I think it's also worth just contextualizing what it is when we say it's due diligence. Um, and in most cases, you know, that is a regulatory requirement that is conducted when entering into a business transaction or relationship and it facilitates risk assessment. The issue with that process is two main topics that we tend to tackle with Umazi, and that is the reduction of duplication um, as well as you know the inefficiencies of having to have access to real-time data to risk mitigate any client process. So duplication is both ways, is both on the client side as well as from the organizational institution who is doing the due diligence. The organization's institutions have got, as I mentioned before, a regulatory requirement to do these due diligence, but have also often required to refresh those due diligence credentials. Um, so they would go out to the organizations that they do business with and ask them to repeat the process that they have completed part and partially when they onboarded the first time. So. From a corporate perspective or an SME perspective who deals with that financial institution or organization, they get frustrated because they're having to do this process over and over again. So it's repetitive and they're required to keep it updated um, as often as they can. But the reality is, is it's been shown that only 47% of corporates sometimes informs their institutions of updates so you're not really getting the updates that you needed so those are some of the main inefficiencies that we're tackling that, that's very interesting and i think one of the other bits which would be used to look at is um how you're looking at new technologies with which to do this because Mars isn't just about due diligence, but it's also about looking at new technologies to help with this process, such as blockchain. Do you see a role for these new technologies in, in helping with the process? And if so, how do you see them as being best used? Yeah, so there's definitely um, a need to leverage new technologies, especially, um, so COVID's actually accelerated that for us. You know, McKinsey noted that um, digital innovation has increased by seven years due to COVID. So we have to start looking at new technologies. Now, one of the technologies that we're looking at, and I'm saying one of them, is distributed ledger technology. 
Um, what does distributed ledger technology do? It creates a consensus. It is privacy through provenance. It is a low cost trust network that gets created. It is convenient because it helps with that record record keeping, transactions being being able to execute it and being referred back to because there's an auditability. Distributed ledger also facilitates immutability. Transaction history is maintained and verified through the network and therefore you prevent that falsification of information. So effectively what we're doing at Amazi is if you think about the very simplistic, in some ways archaic process of documents being verified and validated by a lawyer today, um, we're taking that process and digitizing it and making sure that you can actually refer back to where that information comes from. And the archaic version where a, a lawyer puts a stamp on a piece of paper, you don't always actually check if the lawyer still exists or if it's actually a reputable law firm. You just trust that stamp on a piece of paper. With Yamazi, you can actually see who's actually provided that verification. And through consensus of that, you reach consensus of a number of shared facts. And this is all done through the technology that we've built on Omazi. Uh, as a lawyer, I've always got to, going to end up talking something about the regulatory side of this. And I think one of the core concerns which a lawyer everyone's always going to have on the look at, which is holding data in this way, is as regards things like GDPR. Have you seen kind of data protection laws being an issue in terms of developing your products? And if so, have you tried to deal and mitigate against the problems that these might cause? Yeah, so GDPR is an interesting one um, and one we at Omazi get challenged on a lot. Um, thankfully, our main focus from an Omazi perspective is corporates. So we're looking at corporate identities the corporate credentials, uh, where corporates can basically produce information that verifies and validates them as an entity. Now, that is not impacted or related to GDPR, which purely focuses on individuals. However, um, whether fortunately or unfortunately, I've spent over 10 years working for financial institutions implementing regulations and regulations change whether that be as a market conditions which we've seen um, with the financial industry implementing rafts and rafts of regulations as a result of the market crash or whether that be of a specific market instance or a pandemic right a market instance could be to prevent another GameStop process um, how do we react when we go through another pandemic so these regulations will change. They're not set in stones. And so we have provisioned for that very carefully from an Amazi perspective. You know, I talk about immutability, but we have a very unique way in which we build Amazi to protect us for the eventuality that regulators might change their minds um, to where they can say, actually, we're now going to expand GDPR to um, incorporate corporates as well. So you still get the benefits of distributed ledger technology 
which is the main core is that verifiable validated credentials but the actual back end of the of Amazi is built in such a way that we um, could comply with expanded GDPR if it expands into corporates as well. So the other, other thing I would say is for corporates, the information that we store on Amazi is generally always information that is publicly available. Um, it's either publicly available in the domain or held by institutions. So for example, here in the UK, we've got the um, corporate registries, which is company's house. There's a lot of information that you can find out about a company by just logging onto company's house. That's publicly available information and GDPR doesn't necessarily impact that information. I think one of the core advantages sounds like with what you're doing is, is there's quite a lot of flexibility built in. Yep. In terms of kind of the the more commercial side of this are there particular types of customers and use cases you're currently seeing particularly like using the amazi solution at the moment and do you think this is something which is going to change and evolve over time yes for sure um so amazi is very specifically built with the idea um to be industry regulatory and regionally agnostic so what that means is we've got a very wide base of use cases. Um, so from our perspective is we're focusing on a couple of use cases now. Um, Umazi is part of a number of accelerators. So we're leveraging the attendance of those accelerators and focusing on use cases that is very specific for those accelerators and those people, or those organizations we actually get exposure to. So let me double click a little bit on that. Umazi could be, if anybody wants to be their one-stop solution. Um, we've got a client that we're working with at the moment. For them, Umazi will become their one-stop solution where they basically gonna tuck out their current existing process and replace it with the Umazi platform. So one-stop solution, we provide them with all the relevant data to be able to facilitate that risk assessment, due diligence assessment that they need to complete. Then, you know, being part of the FinTech Innovation Lab that exposes us to financial institutions, you can look at two very prominent use cases there. Um, I know there's one specific financial institution that's currently struggling with this topic, so, which is why I'm going to mention it um, specifically, and that is the inter-entity inter transfer. So if you onboard a client into a UK entity today as a financial institution, you cannot just freely and willingly and willingly allow that client to do business in, say, with the Hong Kong entity without getting consent from that client that their, their data will now be cross-border accessible. There is a raft of number of, and James, you will probably know this, of data and legal liabilities that needs to be signed that the, the financial institution then signs themselves up for, for transferring data across regions. With the Marzi, we're actually saying it's not that you don't rely on the consent from the client as the client actually provisions the data. So if you want to do that enter 
inter-entity data transfer, that's easy. The client just needs to flip the switch on the other side so the next entity can actually have access to the data. That's one example. Another example is if you look at mergers and acquisitions, um, whether fortunate or unfortunate, my other half is a mergers and acquisitions banker. And I will tell you, he showed me an email just last night where there was seven MDs on an email chain looking at a KYC AML problem of a deal that's about to be signed. Now, the issue with that is people at that level shouldn't necessarily be worrying or shouldn't be sending an email. If you think about the price of what that 10 minutes of writing that email, reading that email includes for seven MDs costs, it's insane. So with Amazi, you can actually say if one organization within that m transaction um, structure, whether that be the law firm or the financial institution, already have an established identity for a corporate, they can very easily, very quickly share that identity with all of the parties that's involved in that mergers and acquisitions transaction. Speaking that cost is always is always going to appeal, particularly when actually some of these transactions are, you know, it's all about the fine number at the end. Thank you, Sin. It's been absolutely fascinating. I think that's all we've got time for. It's been an absolute pleasure having you on. If anyone listening wants to reach out to Cindy, her email address is cindy at umazi, U-M-A-Z-I dot I-O. Cindy, thank you very much for coming on. No, thank you for having me, James. Thank you for listening to our latest podcast. Gunner Cook has a market-leading blockchain, crypto assets and DeFi team, providing legal advice across the whole of the blockchain ecosystem. Our members have been heavily involved in helping shape the legal and regulatory framework for blockchain and crypto assets from the start, meaning that we have an intuitive understanding of our clients' needs and can provide focused, pragmatic advice at predictable cost. For more information, please visit our website. Thank you again.